Hello, and thank you for joining us. This is Brian, your host of the Parish the Thought Show. The opinions of said host and our guests have not been sanitized or scientifically tested, so please consume at your own risk. Guess what, people? It is your fault. This is about the slow and tragic death of personal responsibility and how to resurrect it. Um, America is known for the being the land of the free and the home of the brave. However, during the last 30 plus years, I think we've adopted a new slogan that goes something like this. America, land of the free, home of the blame. Uh, these days, whenever something bad happens, we tend to ask, whose fault is it? Who can I point the figure at so I don't ever have to face the reality that I am responsible for my condition and position in life? Uh, we seem to have abandoned our sense of personal responsibility. And really, all you have to do is tune into any news outlet for five minutes or drive the streets of any city in the country and you'll find story after story of people blaming each other for their perceived misfortunes. One of the reasons that personal responsibility is dying a slow death is that there is a growing audience that wants their free stuff, to which they feel is owed by the world. You'll frequently hear phrases like, I'll get what's mine, and quote, unquote, I deserve this spew from the lips of this entitled class. So my question is, since when do you deserve anything without working for it? And unfortunately, feeding into this societal ill, there is a never-ending supply of attorneys from here to Texas willing to get it for them. Suing has become the new career for people in our culture. Anywhere in America, you'll see billboards and bus wraps and virtually every other ad space promoting personal injury attorneys, for example, wanting to, quote-unquote, get you the money you deserve. And arrested while driving drunk, uh, they tell you, it's not your fault. You chose to pour that alcohol down your gullet and drive yourself home. That's right. Pay us a crap ton of cash and we'll get you off. Yay! An automatic do-over. It's like it never even happened. And if that isn't bad enough, our kids are also being subjected to this ideology at an early age with some school districts allowing advertisers, lawyers specifically, to use buses as billboards. So it's no wonder we have an adult population that thinks like this. In a glimmer of hope. Some have started to fight back at this ideology. And I recently saw a billboard that gave me a little hope as it read, please don't feed the trial lawyers. So if there's no market for them, they will eventually disappear. Um, America isn't alone in her struggle. You know, I think this is a global disease. Uh, it's a human condition that's very damaging. Um, my wife is a native of Britain, and I recently spoke to a member of her family who still resides in northern England. Uh, to gain an international perspective on this 
topic. And these are some of the comments that she shared with me. Uh, she said that in like 1947, the welfare state was created with unemployment and child benefits. It has broadened over the years to include benefits such as housing, clothing, furniture, etc. In 1948, the National Health Service was formed with health care free at the point of delivery for anyone who needs it. The principle behind these universal benefits is that everyone in the workplace contributes and everyone can claim benefits. And this is a marvelous philanthropic altruistic principle. Unfortunately, over the years, the benefits system has become abused. Some folks' attitude to the benefits has shifted. Some who didn't need the benefits claimed them. Some realized that they could get the benefits without doing the work. And some found that they were better off on benefits than in low-paid work. And some began to regard the benefits as free. So combine this change in attitude with massive changes in the domestic and social life, and you have a sector of society that believes it is their right to have all these benefits without doing the work and making the contributions. This group believes that the state should provide. They do not realize that someone has to work to produce the wealth that pays for the benefits, thus their quote-unquote personal responsibility is non-existent. You know, so how did we get here? And part of the reason we find ourselves at this current place is the feelings movement from the 70s, I think 70s and 80s, maybe it's even earlier than that. I don't know why this idea happened to spread so fast or what made so many believe that we don't want anyone's feelings to be hurt, so we will slowly engineer a society filled with soft people. I am guessing the intention was noble and good, but like many intentions, it came with unintended consequences. A friend from my youth is a professor of psychology at a college in, at College of the Canyons in Santa Clarita, California. And she tells me she sees the fruits of irresponsibility on a daily basis. And she says it shows in the form of students wanting credit for work not done in her classes. And she says the following quote, when parents give their kids everything and don't make them earn their way in life, they show up in my community college classes expecting to be given a grade that they did not earn. Why? Because in their words, they deserve it. They worked hard and you owe it to them. This is what they tell me, email me, and leave me voicemails about. I have seen a huge change in the attitudes of my students and their sense of entitlement. It's rude it's classless, and it isn't going to serve them well in life. Sorry, I can't bump up your overall grade of a 32% to a C. Ugh. And somehow their failure is my fault. Close quote. So what we do deserve are the results of hard work rightfully earned. Yes, I said it. Earned. That may be considered a taboo word in our culture. Perhaps even hate speech. If so, then... Bring it on, people, and call me a hater. So we need to resurrect our personal responsibility. And the first thing we can do is change the woe-is-me narrative that permeates our society. And we have to start reminding the current generation and teaching the new the worth of hard work and genuine effort. And what we genuinely, what we genuinely earn, we appreciate. 
that which is handed to us is disregarded and marginalized. When you bust your ass to win, the reward is absolutely glorious. It is a righteous acquisition. When you are rewarded for mediocrity, the only incentive is to create more of the same. So we've got to hold others, and especially ourselves, accountable for our actions always. If we continue with the same irresponsible behaviors, we will continue to produce the same average lives. And our story will never change. So no more seventh place trophies or silly participation participation ribbons should be given. Showing up is all well and good, but it doesn't warrant a huge reward. We aren't fooling anyone with hollow rewards either. If a kid gets first place because he killed it on the field, he knows it. If a participation trophy is given, that kid also inherently knows it. And it is of little value and will get tossed in the trash. Visit any thrift store and you'll find an abundance of discarded trophies. You are not the victim of circumstance. You are the product of a series of choices. The good news is you can always make another choice. That is a quote by Richie Norton. I am not stone cold and heartless. And I recognize that there will always be examples of undeserved challenges. Children born into absolute poverty who may be unable to change their circumstances or health issues that strike without warning, mental illness, unchecked, crippling cases of abuse, physical injuries, and the like. For the most part, however, we are all capable of change and reaching our full potential if we choose. We are where we are mostly because of the choices we made and did not make. This should give us all hope, a greater sense of power and ownership of our own lives, knowing that we are responsible and no one else. Since it is our fault, then it is up to us to change our circumstances so that we have the ability to create and enjoy the lifestyle that we want. So let's put off the attitude of the past, wherein you point fingers at others, trying to lay blame at their feet. Embrace your ownership and responsibility. It will be more difficult and uncomfortable, but will be oh so worth it. And anything worth having is worth the effort to have it. So own it, change it, live it, love it. And remember, everyone, it will always be your fault. Thank you again for listening to the Parish the Thought Show. We would love your comments and feedback on our website at briankeithparish.com slash feedback. If you love or hate what you hear, please give us a rating on whatever platform you find us.